You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. You're joined by myself, Lawson, and our, you know, in and out host who, well, was very much been out and not very much in. And not because we don't want him here, but rather because he just gave up on us. You know, uh, yeah. Lyle, you know, great to have you in the studio this morning. I didn't give up nah, on I'm you guys. just Come kidding. On. I'm just kidding. Lyle's actually, Lyle's love our you boss. Guys. Lyle's I love our boss. You guys. Lyle is a, is a great boss who, you know, Make sure we get paid and all various other things. So we're we're looked after. We're blessed here on the breakfast show this morning. But we're blessed to have you in, Lyle, as Danuta is currently sick and away, and it's it's good to see that she's taking some R and R actually because she was just grinding. She was just like, oh, I got to do radio, got to do radio, and and coming in and and doing well. And maybe you guys can pick it up because she was just doing such a fantastic job. And it was like it was it was wearing on her. So it's good that she can have a day really get some re- rest and recuperation and but in the meantime we've got you in Lyle and uh just before we get into some text message I'll just share our next quiz our second last quiz for today it says in what time period were these words about Christ written surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows so in what time period was this written was it a in the time of John the Baptist b in the time of the judges c in the time of the Exodus, or D, in the time of the prophets. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Again, was it A in the time of John the Baptist? B in the time of the judges? C in the time of the Exodus? Or D in the time of the prophets? If you know the answer to that one, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Of course, also have to promote Gary Kent coming to Avondale Memorial. It's going to be there's a five thirty p.m. dinner on Friday night, and then from six thirty to well, on actually on every night. Then from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m., there's going to be the various presentations, you know, ancient prophecies and archaeological evidence for Jesus. So this is an Avondale Memorial. At, at the church there, yeah. Church. So if you're driving through Kurumbong, you know, you'll get it on Google Maps, but you're on the main road going through Kurumbong and it's just on your left on the corner there. So, hey, come out and be blessed by the information that's being shared there. Fantastic stuff. Let's have some text messages, eh? Yeah, Wayne texted in this morning, said, Good morning, boys. Blessings. Nice to hear you, Pastor Lyle. Uh, again, you were saying churches are working together. We have finally worked it out. Jesus came to save everyone in the whole world, in every, well, in lots of, in every religion and all cultures and countries. He's came to save them out of that. Everyone is equal. Everyone who is with Jesus is against Satan. We are not saved by our righteousness, but by the grace of Jesus. The word, Jesus went to the whole world. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, lest anyone should boast. It is the gift of God. And, and absolutely, yeah, like uh, we were talking again, this is referring to your comments earlier in the show, seeing churches work together and actually function as, because, you, you know, you've got congregations themselves. And I brought up the book of Romans before with, with Gary Kent. Um, we see that a huge portion of the book of Romans is devoted to you know, quelling issues of disunity between the Jews and the Gentiles and other church members. Like they're constantly like bickering and fighting and then arguing over particularly like they had some issues of theological stipulations and whatnot, which Paul would speak to. But for the purpose of bringing them together, you know, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of salvation to everyone who believes for the Jew first and also the Greek. He's like, Hey, look, like, we're, we're together on this thing. We're all saved here. And it's it's amazing to hear that you're in a scenario where you're trying to enable mission in churches. It's very exciting. And very people exciting are getting on board. Absolutely. Oh, it's absolutely amazing. 
Awesome. Hey, we've got some chatter about rainwater there if you want to get it in. Yes. Uh, so Braden says, what is the rainwater that you're collecting stored in? Though mm. I feel most of the time they are plastic tanks. But I do agree, rainwater tastes better. Go, Braden. Um, so um, <laughs> I, let me just say this. All of the rainwater tanks that I have ever used have either been galvanized steel or mm-hmm. concrete. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Now, the concrete ones leak, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the nature of concrete tanks. But that's what – now, I do see plastic tanks everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess all the new pla- – I think all the new ones are plastic, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. No, they're still, you still see corrugated steel ones out I, there. I've Col- seen corrugated tanks. steel ones. Yeah, yeah, they're still around. Uh, of course, when it comes to plastic tanks, again, because we were talking about the differences in water bottles between, like, a third world country and then here in Australia and other places and, and whatnot, and the standards that they have of how much the plastic needs to be treated and the strength of the plastic. I imagine if, like, plastic water tanks probably have some kind of, you know, they're, they're big and expensive and they probably have something to, you know, keep microplastics out of the water. But simultaneously, I could imagine, too, it's just... Not the way. Yeah, I think idea. I think the, I think steel is the idea. Let's go with steel. Yeah, steel and concrete. Steel, you know, just not you know lead. That's yep. uh, <laughs> yeah, if you got lead, you're struggling there. <laughs> but Margie writes in. She's in deep opposition to what you're saying. She just says, "No way, Lyle. Bird poo, dust, etc. Never tank water." Okay, Margie, I'm going to push back. Oh, okay. okay. Because Margie, guess what you're drinking? Damn water. Oh. Uh-huh. Yes. Damn water. Okay, this is there is no such thing as tap water. Mm-hmm. Tap water does not exist. It comes out it of the tap. What are you talking damn about? Damn water. Now she might not be drinking damn water. She might have a beautiful spring. Yeah, yeah. Um oh, crazy. which is, you know, th- that has its issues as well because it can do things to your kidneys and so forth <laughs> with uh, kidney stones and all of the different minerals that come with it. But some of those spring waters are very healthy and it's prob- mm. spring water is probably the ultimate, I guess. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, everybody else drinks damn water. Mm-hmm. So you give me a hard time about drinking um, rainwater, I'm going to give you a hard time about drinking damn water. Which would you prefer? But this is the question. If water is treated... Yes. And we're talking about, you know, this is in regards to a... a a system so of filtration. So now you're drinking damn water plus chemicals. But again, <laughs> but it depends on how <laughs> yeah, they filter, yeah. like what they use for filtration, right? Mm-hmm. So if they if they treat it with chemicals, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then we were talking earlier about well, it's it's filtered through a system in which catches all the microplastics, and you say you like you filter your your water like that's from the tanks through charcoal. Because no, I don't have pro- tanks at the moment. Well, but when you did have tanks, it would be. I through, never filtered it. You never filtered it. No, not tank water. Tank water doesn't need filtration. It's the town water that has all the chemicals in it. But I've never filtered tank water okay, in my I'm life. Okay, I'm kind of on Margie's side now. No, I'm come kinda, on, come dude, on. The come bird on. poo and the dust, she raises an excellent point. <laughs> I do not want to put those things in my body. Name me somebody who's ever had trouble from drinking tank water. Well, how about this, Lyle? Everyone who's ever drank tank water has died. <laughs> Think about that. Think Everyone about that. Everyone who has ever drunken water has died. Water is the problem. Let's stop drinking water. <laughs> hey, Frecker writes in, when the trains are going off the rails every week and people are starving and many children can't get education, why would you go to the moon? Yep. We're talking about India there. And it's, yeah, it's just it is that balance. perplexing it is that, situation. It is a very perplexing situation because I do support human endeavor yeah. and trying to do great things. 
Um, and I, I love the fact that as human beings, we have accomplished great things. I'd yeah. love to see human beings go to Mars. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, we need to think of other human beings who are struggling and solve those problems first. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think it's it's like uh, in 1969, would have I have liked the you know them to not go to the moon? Like cause to get to the moon in 1969, uh, it was what I think four percent of the American GDP was being spent on NASA. And for comparison, now it's like. Point zero three percent gets spent. Like it was a, just a ginormous amount of money to, to to get that thing up there, and so it's like, oh, but but then it's it's in the name of exploration. But you see, I just see a place like India that is under such pressure um, socially, that is under such pressure in in terms of these human uh, rights violations and whatnot. And I'm like, hey, let's um uh, let's let's put some you know supporting the people first. Skyrod, and now this is regarding your uh, your <laughs> come now this is you guys you are hearing the ultimate radio rust right now. Lyle didn't know that he needs to put his phone on silent when he's on. Air. My phone is on silent. That's my alarm to tell me I'm supposed to be at staff worship. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Sky writes in. He says, not every report, though, uh, gets the facts and all the facts get taken seriously. I talked to someone I've known since I was a teen and they have been told we won't follow up this evidence. We need to close the case. So these parents um, has to st- still see their kids um, while they're still being abused. And, of course, this was in regards to your story. You were sharing about, um, yeah, what's happening in well, the area. I, was, the, the I wasn't talking about kids that were being abused. I was talking about parents that were being placed on the terrorist watch list because they were worried that their kids were being abused. Mm. Because No, because they were complaining that their kids were being abused. Mm. So now they're a domestic terrorist, yeah, which is wow. the greatest threat to the United States right now. Yeah. Wow. I want Just my kids wow. to have a solid education. Terrorism. <laughs> That's a hectic situation. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. Wayne writes in, he writes, I think words can be violent. Look at what happened in the Garden of Eden. Satan said, you shall not surely die. Just thought. But I, I see your point, Pastor. And, and yeah, it's like we're seeing an increase in violence of those who don't care about their kids and ideologies being driven. That would split families up that obviously leads to, unfortunately, what we can see statistically, more violence. Okay, so I'm going to push back on this one a little bit because I did draw the contrast between the BLM riots where a lot of people were injured and a lot of people died and a lot of Mm. property was destroyed um, and compared it to uh, parents who were standing up in schools and using very, very strong language in relationship to the sexual abuse that their children were suffering at the hands of the teachers as a part of the curriculum. Mm. Um, and so I, I am going to say this. In the example that's been pointed out here, no, words were not violence. Words were temptation. There's a difference between temptation and sin. We mm. are not guilty for temptation. We are guilty for sin. Mm. The violence came, if you would call it that, um, and I think that we could, when Adam and Eve were ejected from the garden. So this was violence that came from God, and God can do that. God has the right to be able to do that. That's probably a a question for another time. But there's no problem in God doing that. Uh, The violence came from Satan when they sinned and suddenly they they became subject to death. So those were the things that were violence. The words themselves were not violent. Mm. They were incitement to violence. Mm. And there is a difference between the two. They were in incitement to sin. Mm. 
Okay, and so there's a, there's a huge difference between the two. And so, okay, the, then then we come to this. All right, which would you prefer, BLM riots or Martin Luther King demonstrations? Mm-hmm. Who promoted non-violent demonstrations? Yeah, absolutely. Which produced more change? Mm-hmm. Oh, that is a which huge was more powerful, mm-hmm. right? So Martin Luther King, he stood up and he did massive rallies. Mm-hmm. And his one big thing was non-violent demonstration because he was being opposed by violence. Mm-hmm. And he was said, we're going, we're going to respond to the violence with words. Mm-hmm. Adults use words to solve their problem. It is immature people who use violence, and violence needs to be condemned. And as human beings, we are going to have differences. Mm-hmm. That's the nature of humanity. How are we going to solve those? We have two options. We can solve those physically or audibly, which would you prefer? Mm. Audibly is how mature people do it, is how Christians yeah, do it. Absolutely. And, of course, Martin Luther King became a martyr for his cause. Yes, he, he died. Was, I mean, there's nothing more violent than murder. He was killed, and yet, as a result of his death, and this is something that we see right throughout the world history, changed. the world literally changed. Yes, and and so I, I love this so much because this is also the example that the Bible gives us when we see people standing for truth and standing for what they believe in. I think the most amazing example of that comes from Daniel chapter 3, that we see a group of people, these these group of boys, you know, they're rallying against the worship of a God, God that they don't believe in and they see this as a, a violation of their rights. And they try and solve the problem with words. Yeah. Because that's what Christians do. That's, that's right. They they said, "Hey, but even if you kill us, yes, it's like we're, this is our choice: is to stand with God." And this is the amazing thing: is when they stood on God's side, you know, not using violence, not using these things, but rather standing as people who wouldn't crumble in what they believed, they they wouldn't fold. Jesus stood with them, yes, and protected them. And so, I need to clarify something. Amazing. I need to clarify something mm-hmm. uh, because I talked about incitement to violence. Mm-hmm. Any form of incitement to violence is wrong. Yeah. Okay? Mm. Uh, absolutely, unequivocally, that is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, saying strong things, um, saying, you know, using strong language mm-hmm. is not necessarily wrong. It becomes wrong when a person promotes violence. And so, yeah. you know, when Satan was tempting uh, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, it wasn't Adam and Eve that were sinning at that time. It was Satan because it was incitement to violence. Mm, absolutely. And and this is actually something I highlighted on the show yesterday, talking about what's going on in Pakistan at the moment, is because there's huge riots and persecution of Christians happening yes. there as a result of... Basically, the story goes, there was a Quran that was found that was had burned you know, on the outside, like burn marks. And they opened the Quran and they saw the name of two people who had become Christian on the inside. And so they had burnt their Quran, uh, but the Quran was found and they were tracked down to the area of Jaranwala in their, in their region. Yeah. But who's to say somebody didn't find that Quran put and some burn put their marks names. I mean, yeah. This is, no, no person in their right mind in Pakistan is going to burn a Quran. But then further than that, then the, uh, the local imams, get on their broadcasts and in the local papers and whatnot and say, we need to seek revenge against Christians 
for this crime. And we see then, you know, the people going out and, you know, burning down churches and whatnot. And I've actually, uh, and I've shared on the radio before about this, there's a Bible study that I'm involved in with people over in Pakistan and the amazing things happening over there. Uh, in This guy is living in a different region um, of Pakistan and he's been sending through photos of, you know, people he knows like sleeping out in cornfields and whatnot because their homes have been destroyed, their churches have been knocked down. And that has been the result of people with some level of authority inciting violence yes and so oh it's just it's just awful you know it's just a terrible situation but we see the the power of words there as well but the people have the choice every individual has a choice as to how they respond to those words Mm. the words in and of themselves are not killing anyone Mm -hmm. it's when people respond to those words that's where the violence takes place Mm. that's where the problem comes in Hey, we have some more text messages here. We might get to them a little bit later. But just on this topic, we're in the book of Ephesians. We're in Ephesians chapter 5 at the moment. And we come to verse 5 and 6. And I think what we're talking about right now is very much reflected or can be reflected in this passage. In actually Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 and 16, the Bible says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. It starts off with there with walk circumspectly. What, what is this meaning? What is it What is it trying to communicate it to us when it says walk circumspectly here? Circumspectly. That's a big word right there. Mm-hmm. I, 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 um, yeah, circumspectly. <laughs> It's not one of those. How often do you use that word in daily? <laughs> Very rare. When rarely. was the last time you used about I, I don't think I've ever used the word circumspectly in conversation, or you know, it's been something that I have used. But the word circumspectly itself is with a, a level or a degree of caution um, to walk with caution. We've been talking about walking in the light up until this point, but then it says here walk in a way that is careful cautious. and avoids risks. Yes. There you go. There's a definition for you. It says not as full. So walk in a way that is is avoiding risks yes. because apparently, you know, taking those risks is foolish. Uh, it's unwise. Well, this is the thing because the Bible then goes on to say um, that um, be not unwise. Uh, where were we? Oh, this bit out of my – why has my Bible messed up here? Redeeming the time because uh, – sorry. Not as fools. Walk second uh, – See that you walk circumspectly, <laughs> not as fools. Mm-hmm. And so this is something that, in my mind, is something that you know we need to take notice of. And it reminds me of you know, when the Bible talks about walking as fools compared mm-hmm. to walking circumspectly, and circumspectly you know, being uh, avoiding risks, it reminds me of the rules of stupid. Because <laughs> I've talked about this before, and you know, this is a very famous um, uh, mantra, I guess, that you know, a fellow by truism. the name of, uh, a truism that John Farnham used to promote for a long time. He was a legendary gun trainer in the United States, mm-hmm. and he used to talk about the rules of stupid. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Don't break the rules of stupid." Mm-hmm. And the rules of stupid, stupid for John Farnham, who's self defense expert, was don't go to stupid places at stupid times with stupid people who are doing stupid things. Mm-hmm. And he points out that there are times when you are going to need to break some of those rules mm-hmm. because you might be starting a shift at a stupid time of night. Mm-hmm. Okay, 3 o'clock in the morning is a stupid time of night. Stupid things happen at 3 o'clock in the morning. Some people start work. You don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Okay, But if you go to um, a 
club where a lot of people are drinking alcohol, so they're doing stupid things, mm. at 3 o'clock in the morning, which is a stupid time, um, and you are with stupid people, you know, bunch of young guys that are prone to violence, when particularly when they get tanked up, mm-hmm. um, and are doing stupid things, being at a club to begin with. All of those things are stupid. You're breaking four rules of stupid, and now you set yourself up for catastrophe. Yeah, it's inevitable. Yes. Mm. And I see exactly the same thing. Paul is just basically outlining the rules of stupid for Christians in this passage. Absolutely. But then I love where he comes in here because up until this point, he's been talking about walking as children of light, being a representative of Jesus. He says, but hey, walk carefully, not as fools, but as the wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Yes, these stupid situations with stupid people and stupid places and stupid times exists. And it's like we need to walk cautiously around these things, avoiding the risk of these things, but simultaneously taking the opportunity to redeem these things, not necessarily by showing up and participating in these things, but looking for the ways in which we can be used by God to to change these yes. things. And for a Christian, you know, when you look at the rules of stupid, of course, they're going to be a little bit different because they're going to be anything that entices us into temptation. Mm. Don't go to places where you're being enticed into temptation. Mm. So I want to ask a question here, Lawson, about redeeming the time. You know, I was looking up a, a definition for redeeming here, uh, a definition for redeem. Regain possession of something in exchange for payment. Mm. Can you regain time after it is gone? This is actually a conversation we we're having having in one of my classes. We're talking about Ooh. philosophy. It's like, is time is time real? Because you can take a video of something that happened long ago, and you can see it play through the video. But the atoms that were present and everything, it'll never be the same. Like time existed, it happened, but we can never actually go back there. And so what, what do you do with that? How like do you from redeem a, the time? From How do you, a philosophy standpoint, where, where does time go? And well, what Paul do we says do you with can time? Do it. Paul Apparently, says you can, re, you can do it. You can regain it. We can regain this time. Oh, and I think this is here getting into a conversation about, you know, the future hope that we have in heaven and what we do on this earth and how valuable it is. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And, well, actually, that song was based on Ephesians chapter 5, walking in love and walking in the light. We are going to have our final quiz for today. After his repentance from what he had done, what promise did King David make to Bathsheba, his wife? 0491-064-669. After repentance from what he had done, what promise did King David make to Bathsheba, his wife? If you know the answer to that one, again, that number was 0491-064-669. And the prize we are giving this morning is Heroes of the Bible. Not this morning, but for this week, we'll be having our draw at around 8.45 this morning. Also want to quickly promote, um, yeah, Gary Kent being in the area. We had him on the show earlier this, uh, well, earlier today. Just, just you know, some some minutes ago, and he was sharing about the programs that are being running at Avondale Memorial Church. The first of which is on Friday night, five thirty p.m. There will be dinner, and then from six thirty to seven thirty, uh, they're going to be doing a presentation. The first one on Friday night is all about the archaeological evidence for Jesus and what we see him doing throughout history. Again, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. If you know. 
the answers. That was the number also to text in. Hey, and I got a quick text message about Gary Ken. Margie writes in, Hey, Gary, do you want an assistant on your trip around Australia? What a fantastic story I've been listening to over months now. I would just love to get involved with your evangelism. Oh, go, Margie. Oh, hey, Margie. I mean, you can uh, give them a text at the number for the incredible journey that I've got here right in front of me. It's 0481-315-101. Offer your services and, and see how it goes. Yeah. So, Lawson, what do you reckon? You have, have a crack at uh, driving the car? I would I would be fantastic at driving these things. So, so you ever... I ever, would love have you, have to you drive ever, these have you, ever, have you ever even started a car with a crank handle? No. Have you ever driven a crash box? No, but it's easy enough. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, you, I know. I'm sure. Well, you're like, I'm, I'm chilling, bro. Actually, I was telling you, Lyle. There's a, bunch, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of people out there that are older than me who are sitting there going, "Yep, done that, done that, <laughs> been there." I mean, I think I've only ever driven cars with synchro, you know, mesh yep. gearboxes or motorcycles or whatever it may be. And now, getting to the point, I was telling you yesterday, actually, on the, over the phone, I got to ride an electric motorcycle recently, like yes. a fully electric, dirt like high-level dirt bike, and it's just the most wild thing ever. Not thinking about the clutch or the gears or the rev range or anything like that. Like it's just so, just you know, you, you're gonna lose your skills. You open the open the throttle, it's just. Zzz, this is just like flying around everywhere, man. It was, it was crazy. Hey, you're listening to the breakfast show this morning. We're going to get back into our Bible study in Ephesians chapter five, reading 15 to 17. And we've just brought up this topic of redeeming the time. And Lyle, you've asked the question, is it? Is it possible to get time back once you've lost it? Once the moment's passed? And I'm going to say it's not. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that it is absolutely impossible to get that time back. Mm-hmm. This is going to be my philosophical position this morning, and people are going to push back and say, but Paul says you can redeem the time. Mm. And I'm going to push back. But what does he mean? With a couple of different definitions for redeem. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. definition that I started with is to regain possession of something. Sure. So when we are redeemed by God, God regains possession of us. Mm-hmm. But what about when we redeem the time? Are we regaining possession of the time? Let me give you a couple of different definitions here. Here's another definition. To compensate for the faults or bad aspects of. Mm. Okay, so can we do something to compensate for the faults or bad aspects of the time? There's one definition, and here's mm. my favorite definition. It, may, it is to fulfill or carry out a pledge or promise. So mm. in the context of the party prepared to redeem the pledges of the past three years. Mm. Okay, so there's something that um, I see we can absolutely do uh, when it comes to redeeming the time is that we say, okay, I'm going to pledge this particular time to the service of God, and as a result of that, that's how I am going. You know, I'm, I'm now going to redeem the time by fulfilling those pledges. I have given my life to God. Now I live my life for God. I am fulfilling the pledge. I am redeeming the yeah. pledge that I made when I gave my life to God. Without that pledge and without that promise, the days just would be evil. This is the point that Paul is making. Like, there, without a decision to say, I'm going to do something else, the natural outcome of life as a sinful human being, as, as stupid people living on a stupid place in stupid yes. times, which is literally the situation of our planet. Our world is stupid. The time is lost. This is the, because all time that is without God, and, and this is the, the beautiful thing of the Bible story, it's heading 
heading ultimately towards death. Yes. It is heading ultimately towards extinction. And we are at that very place now. And there have been times throughout history in which the humanity was on the brink of extinction and God had to step in. I think particularly of the flood, for example, uh, where we're seeing humanity literally, the, the evil of humanity was so great that they were killing themselves. We now live in the era of mutually assured destruction. The days yes. are so evil. Everything. I mean, you talk about a stupid world. Yeah. Our world is a stupid place. It is so dumb. It is so dumb. With the push of a button, we can just blow everything up. Like, that. that is literally where we're at. And if you just tuned in, we were talking about the rules of stupid earlier. Yeah. Don't go to stupid places with stupid people at stupid times who are doing stupid, stupid things. things. And uh, then you will stay much safer. The reality is our world is a stupid place full of stupid people doing stupid things at, well, as it turns out, a stupid time in history. If this is the natural course of where we're at then, you know, as a, as a nation, any promise at this point to then therefore in forward in time as you march through the rest of time until Jesus comes back, any promise to God to say, I would rather live my life for you doing what you would like me to do with this time rather than what I would like me, I would like to do with this time is timed redeemed. Yes. It was bound and it was destined to be stupid and bleak and death and pain and suffering and sorrow. But you've made a decision. Hey, God, I'm going to live my life to redeem this time. Um, and to, again, be ready and to be hopeful and to be prayerful and to be living to see you come back soon, um, to be doing your mission and to be leading others to you. And again, what we're reading here, we come to verse 17. It says, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The will of the Lord is simply to save the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like this is the will of God that no one should perish, but that all should be saved. You know, he is not slack concerning his promises. He desires all the men to be saved. You can read verse after verse after verse. And if we are spending time walking with him and being enabled by him to be a part of his mission, firstly, for our own soul, you know, firstly, for our own relationship with God, having a, a, a prayerful, a devotional relationship with him where we connect with him, uh, where he, we know him and he knows us. Of course, he already knows us, but having that relationship with him. But then furthermore, um, then as we are used by Jesus to do his mission, this is, this is what he's calling for us, you know, to be a part of his will. And of course, it continues on and it gives us some very practical applications of that, which we'll probably pick up in tomorrow's study. But I love verse 18. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melodies in the heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. I mean, that's pretty much the opposite of the rules of stupid, isn't it? Isn't it? You know, you, t- wow. you think about the rules of stupid and it's like, no, speak to yourselves in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to God. That is going to a good place at a good time with good people who are doing good things. Ooh, and this is where I love, you know, in verse, in verse uh, um, 17 where it says, wherefore, this is King James, yeah. be ye not unwise. Oh, powerful. Um, in modern English, don't be stupid. <laughs> this is what Paul's saying. Um, give your life to Jesus Christ, redeem the time mm-hmm. by living your life for his glory and honor mm-hmm. and leading other people to Jesus Christ. Absolutely. This is the call that he has given us. Hey, let's stop being stupid, guys. <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we, we, don't, have any, we don't have any questions to ask. 
We just have answers to give. Okay, so God says if we will ask for brass, he will give us gold instead. That's from Isaiah 60 verse 17. It was the king of Tyre who was, you know, adorned in all these beautiful stones. And of course, I said that was a tricky one because the king of Tyre is kind of being used as a pseudonym here. It's talking about Satan as well. You know, and we can see that as we read the Bible and it's like the king of Tyre. And then it's like, you were in Eden, the garden of God, and you're in heaven and you did this. This and you did that. It's like, oh, I think this is talking about someone different. Um, when I said, my foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, held me up. That was the answer to the third one. The fourth one here, it was, we can see here, it was in the time of the prophets where it was said about Christ, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. That was in Isaiah 53 and verse 4. And then finally here, it was his, it, what well, the question was, after his repentance, what promise did King David make to Bathsheba? And the promise was that her son, being Solomon, would be king, which we know he came through on, and Solomon ended up being the king of Israel during, during Israel's one of the most successful periods of Israel, of course, Solomon being famed for his wisdom and writing multiple books of the Bible. But yeah, if you, hey guys, if you got those questions correct, well, congratulations on doing a fantastic job. I've got a bunch of text messages here, Lyle. First one here is from Stuart. He says, news, India has landed a spacecraft on the dark side of the moon, but how will we know? It's dark. And this was, okay. I think that India would be very reticent to make the claim if they hadn't actually done it, because it would be super embarrassing if somebody found out yeah. they were fibbing. Yeah, and and even though that being said, so watching the the from Mission Control and whatnot, the footage that they had of the spacecraft landing wasn't footage; it was it was a computer graphic that was like simulating. Okay, this is where the spacecraft is, and it was landed, landed, and and then I was like looking up at the pictures of the spacecraft landing on the south pole of the moon, and there's not. And well, you, so I up, you'd have to set up a camera. That's right. First to be able to take it, and you can't yeah. obviously like, oh, let me go and set up a camera on the moon. All right, that now that's set up. Let's land a spacecraft. Yeah, in front yeah, of it. obviously, so obviously, challenges. obviously, obviously. But if someone wanted to doubt them landing a spacecraft <laughs> on the move moon there's definitely lots of room there's for room for people to do that um oh then wayne writes and he says we are in tank water we have color bond it has a liner in it so made out of plastic oh. <laughs> <laughs> no i don't know what it's made Mate, of. that's that sounds like i have no idea no that doesn't sound like 90 credit cards a week that sounds like 110 um <laughs> margie writes in margie wrote in two things really attacking this says, what oh, about bore, boreholes water that was the first one but then she says what about the sludge at the bottom of the tank and the outlet sitting at the same level okay so a couple of things here uh first of all with borehole water yes there are some excellent borehole water uh, uh, that is available some of it is very heavy and will give you kidney stones mm-hmm. so that's something to um take into consideration as far as the um, outlet the outlet actually sits above the sludge on the bottom of the tank um, the sludge you get in the bottom of the tank is a, a, you know, a couple of inches thick at the most. Uh, if you compare that to the sludge that you get in a dam, well, you know, my dam at home had about knee-deep sludge in it. But if you go to a dam that is used for, uh, for water supply, like, for instance, Warragamba Dam, you're going to find that there is literally metres and metres of sludge at the bottom of that dam, which is why the outlet for that dam is a long, long, long way above the bottom of the dam. Mm. 
So you think about, okay, a little bit of bird poop, a little bit of dust, a little bit of whatever that goes into your water tank, but think about what's actually being washed into, you know, from the catchment area uh, and how many animals and critters and so forth live in that catchment area, how many you know, animals and critters are dying in the water, how many fish are dying in the water because every fish that lives in the water also dies in the water. <laughs> yeah. um, and usually when it reaches full size. Um, so, you know, I'm just... I'm just saying, tap water is not tap water. It is damn water. <laughs> but hey, you know what they say? The solution to pollution is dilution, and they've got that outlet right on the other side. So, from a <laughs> from a measurement perspective, you can't even tell. Oh, we're running out of time. We love you, Margie. We love you, Margie. We've got we've got all kinds of comments coming in. Stone water has filtered all waterways. Man has ever, has overpowered that from Freco. But then Freco says, "I love this comment." He says, "Once." I was a stupid. Or I th- maybe I think that was a typo. I was stupid. Now I walk in Christ. I see where Paul is coming from. Absolutely. Yes, it reminds me of once I was lost, now I'm found. Yeah. Freco's like, yep, I get it. Once I was a stupid, now no, I'm, I'm not I'm one of those. I'm, I'm walking God. in Christ. You're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, and we've come to the end of the show, Lyle. We have. It's and, been a great show. And it's it's been fantastic to have you on, to have you joining us this morning and, you know, Doing some positively different radio for the first time in ages. We've been we've been really blessed. I, I don't remember when I was last on here, but uh, I did. I still do. I still come on every week on the um, of course on, on Shell's show, which will be show. happening this afternoon. This afternoon so you guys got to be tuning in. Two doses of Lyle today. <laughs> wow. Where we do where we do uh, question of the day, mm-hmm. um, and we have a lot of fun with that because we go for like half an hour doing question of the day. Yes. Yeah, just deep. build them all up. And we've got some really good questions that have come in, some follow-up questions from previous ones that I've answered. So Shell was just sharing with me some of the ones that have come in, so I'm super stoked to get into question of the day this afternoon. So, yeah, make sure you tune in. What, what time are we on, Shell, for that one, 5 o'clock? It'll be 5 o'clock You're for the five. question of the day. Yeah, 3.30 yes. for the for afternoon Afternoons show. With Shell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. Well, hey, we're going to send you guys off. We're going to send you into, you know, some of the other amazing programming that is happening on Faith FM, specifically Taz Encounters after this, with a book. It's called Dr. Arnott's 24 Realistic Ways to Improve Your Health. We've been talking about walking this morning, and of course, we've been talking about walking spiritually, but also what about walking physically? (laughs) What about being healthy? I think that that is something that is very wise and very redeeming of the time to do. So we want to give you this book absolutely for free. 0491-064-669. Be the first texter through. Again, it's 0491-064-669 for Dr. Arnott's 24 Realistic Ways to Improve Your Health. Hey guys, remember to talk faith, to live faith, and to act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.